Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast about upcycling. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome to Reclaimed Audio, episode number 162. I am Paul Jackman, your new host. I've listened to a couple of these episodes and figured it was time for me to take over. Uh, we talked a couple of weeks ago about downsizing, and we decided to downsize the podcast a little bit and upcycle it, if you will. And I am here with my co-host, William Lutz. What's up, yo? Yo, How are we doing diggity. today, Bill? We are doing so well. I love this new format. I really do. You, I Don't ask me why. It's not important, but I'm just I'm so glad to be here with you. I think it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> Absolutely. So what should we talk about? Oh, should we talk about who used to be on the show? I don't know. I, I don't know. Do we want to do that? I know I'm supposed to interrupt here, but I just kind of actually want to listen to this yeah, podcast. Yeah, I want to see what's what. Let's <laughs> okay, it, so go ahead, do it. Let's see you, hot dogs. What's going on here? <laughs> well, we decided that it's just, it's a new year, it's a new day, it's a new me, and there's a new Paul. So let's just do her to her like we should in the new year Yay! <laughs> yeah, I could see why you'd think yeah. you'd be able to carry the podcast. Yeah, yeah about that upcycling. He's, he's the wordsmith for you, so. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I made the wrong decision. <laughs> oh, you're That's so young. That's the first so time I've heard that. <laughs> oh, th- thank you very much, Paul Jackman. Uh, for those of you who don't know Paul Jackman, his name is Paul Jackman, and you can find him via that name all over the interweb. He's a fantastic young maker, now in the Rhode Island area. And uh, he's also of a generation a little bit younger than than ours, uh, and they sort of have a, a rep for being uh, lazy and uh, not hard workers. And Paul Jackman is the antithesis of that, and he proves that that is just a myth. Uh, and although he did seem to think he earned the show already, I'm not sure about yeah. that, but we'll let that slide for now. <laughs> also, a sample of one does not an argument make. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Shakespeare. Uh, Phil Pinsky, actually. <laughs> Who invited Phil? That's I guess I guess I invited myself. <laughs> That's all right. Let me uh, let me formally launch the episode and say that it is in fact episode sixty-two um, for January eleventh, two thousand and seventeen. This week's top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. <laughs> Trust in, so much fun every week. <laughs> yeah. Trust in Timber, Sean Petty, Scott Turner, Andrew Reed, Randall Denver, and Greg Mead. Hey, hey, before we go any further, if you guys want to take this opportunity to think about what tomorrow's day is, well, not really tomorrow, but tomorrow after this airs, what that day is, if you wanted to go ahead and say anything special to me, I would be okay with that. Uh, is that the uh, first day of Social Security for you? When is that? <laughs> you know, AARP membership, yeah. I got a freaking letter. I got a letter from the AARP. I thought you had to be 55 for that. I got I a letter got the a... other week. Yeah, what is up with that? That's that's just bad. That's bad karma. I'm, it's bad. I am definitely taste. not as I'm definitely not as old as you, Bill. <laughs> You're exactly half as old as I am. Wow. Wow. Okay, so let's uh, let's go around here and, uh, including Paul, talk about what we're working on, what's on our workbench, and in fact, since you are the uh, the guest of honor here, Paul, why don't you tell us what you're working on? Sure. Um, I just posted a video today, or is it going to be two days ago? It's Monday. It's Monday. Um, so I just posted a video, and um, it's uh, some Adirondack chairs, a set of six Adirondack chairs that I built. And uh, built that, uh, it was actually earlier in the summer, but I was kind of sitting on the footage, not sure what to do with it, because I already have a couple uh, build videos with those chairs in them, but I think it deserved a uh, a new a new video with a new style in the new year, so I gave that a shot. And um, I enjoyed it. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I will say I watched it, but I didn't. I'll watch it later. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I will also watch it. Yeah. I'm sure it's fantastic, but, you know, whatever. Well, did you guys? Did you guys? Did you at least watch? Yeah, did you guys at least watch the the basket weave video bathroom cabinet thingy, Bob? Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's. I mean, well, I watch all of Paul's videos. Speaking of sandbagging someone, especially your co-host, thank you for that, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) That's 
Way to be a team player. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see that. Anyways, Paul, please continue. Please do. <laughs> At least one out of three watched it. That's okay. <laughs> I won't take it personally. You just posted it like four hours ago. <laughs> I have a job. You know? Some of us work for a living. <laughs> That's true. Um, let's see. On my bench right now, I just finished up a pair of medicine cabinets that was a mimic of that design of the, the weaved storage unit that you guys are talking about. Um, so that's the latest project that I just finished up. So those will be up in a, a week or two, uh, another cool. build video. So is that for you or is that a commission piece? Or commission yeah, that's a, a personal piece here. Okay. And how much of your work is commission versus personal versus for YouTube? Um, I don't know. I'd say maybe 50% is commission pieces and and the other is just for YouTube or for me. Right. Me, so you get me, to double dip there or, half the time. I should say for my wife, not really for me. <laughs> wow. So, so how much of Paul's business is it necessary that you have to know, Phil? I, wow, the sandbagging continues. That's yeah, Paul, uh, <laughs> Paul, if you want to just send over your tax forms like we asked before we continue, that would be great. And then we'll <laughs> – <laughs> I, I was just trying to get to know the guy better, but that's fine. <laughs> so am I, am you going to 1099 me for this podcast or uh... – I'm Canadian. I have nothing to do with the IRS. <laughs> As long as I get paid. Well, you get the oh. same. You get paid the same amount as Bill's getting paid. So. <laughs> yeah, baby, I'm going to be retiring next month. <laughs> okay. Why don't so, you tell us what you're working yeah, on, Bill? Go. Oh, um, um. So I had, I had. You know what was amazing is I had some friends over and, uh, two people for the first time in their lives used a lathe and because I've used one like three times now, and we all turned pens, and it was a lot of fun. So we had a pen party at uh, my house, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So I was working on, I actually made a couple of pens, and I'm working on gluing together scraps and bits and pieces of all kinds of stuff to make pen blanks, and it's been kind of fun. So that's that's what I did. I feel like it's a super accessible part of woodworking is like the is turning and especially turning on that scale. Because you can use yeah. every little scrap in your shop and create stuff. And so, it's a great way to get started, too, because that, I mean, the lathe was from uh, the, the cheap store, and it was well under $100 to get started. You had a few tools in there, and the generosity of the our community, it didn't cost a whole lot to really get started. So yeah. I think that anybody that's interested, having um, Allie, hi, Allie, hi, Emily, uh, they came over, and for people who aren't makers or are aspiring to be makers and don't have a lot of experience with tools, it's a non-scary thing to do with a very small lathe to make a pen. And the results are right now. It's not, it's not a week's worth of a build that you got to hopefully turns out okay. It's like it happens right now. So I, I, I find it amazing. I'm loving it. Because I, I can tell you, I um, I got a couple of pens. I got a pen from that Tim made me, and another one that uh, quick shout out that Richard from Garage Guy Pens sent me, um, along with like this uh, this groove plane, grooving plane, like this. His wife's uncle's grooving plane uh, from like pre World War II. It's like this amazing wow. tool, cool. And this pen. And then my wife sees the pen, and I'm talk. I'm going on and on and on about this tool, and she's she's wow. This pen is amazing, and, <laughs> and I and I know that those pens you can bang them out pretty quick. And she's like, well, that's what you should do. That's way nicer than the stuff you make. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, that takes me a good six to eight hours. Versus, I know that you could do these pens like relatively quickly. And, garage and garage guy it. made a video. He made one in four minutes and twenty seconds. When um, hmm. yeah. Dave Pachuto put that that contest out, that was like I think the fastest one because that guy has made a million pens. But right, yeah, he makes them in less than five minutes, <laughs> which is amazing and probably like the best return on investment for woodworking ever. Like even if you sell them for twenty bucks a piece, which I think is. That's about cheap. the going. Well, that's about the going rate. Yeah, de- depending upon what goes with it or not. In the but kit, you can, how fancy you can the kit easily, is. You can you can easily expect a twenty dollar pen, and you spend maybe I don't know. That's like two bucks in, in materials if you make your own blanks. Yeah, if you make your own blanks, and the pen kits can be anywhere from two to ten dollars. Yeah, well, the, but the ten dollar pen kits are, are the the ones you. You make more expensive pens. The problem is, is right. that it is so fun and it is so accessible that a lot of people do it. And you go on Etsy and you search pens. Right, so it's flooded. And you see the competition, and then of course there's the race to the bottom that happens on Etsy and in those markets. So the best way to to get into making pens is to do something special and unique with them, like uh, what well, we'll get to our 
our uh, thing in a minute. And, um, you know, like I use like the Ernestinus to give it that story, which is again, us as upcyclers and reclaimers, we really take the advantage of that because we can create pens that have a story. Um, whereas the other guys that are just using their scraps of wood, it's like, oh, I made this out of a scrap of wood. You know, it sort of almost takes away from the value of it, you know? Right. No, for sure. Yeah. Maybe. So, so you're I'm right. not so sure the, yet. The, well, the, you're right. The niche is to, you know, the story. That's, that's what makes it. Yeah. If, if you want your pens to stand out, you know, because there are a lot of them out there. That's that's the only downside. I I just like making them and giving them away. Basically, you know, I tried I tried selling a couple here and there, but I, and I had one commission for a pen, which I thought was amazing. Um, I was like, really? <laughs> There's so many of them out there, but uh, yeah, but it was cool. If you're if you're the consumer, you don't really know that, I guess. Necessarily. Yeah, yeah, I guess not. You know, I mean, if you're doing craft shows and stuff, I mean, definitely. I'm just saying, like online, it's a little tougher with them. But if you're doing it in person, if there's no one else selling pens at the craft show, you're the only guy in the world making wooden pens. Well, that's it. You know, Paul. Paul, they do this to me all the time. I, I, I say something interesting, and they just take off on their own. It's, it's okay. You get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm listening. Just, just like I usually do. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like to, I don't like to break old habits. So just another podcast. Yep. Just. We'll get to you in a second. All right, superstar. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Don't forget, you were the. You were the chosen one at the beginning, so. Was I? I don't know. Uh, Bill. Bill. Yeah, oh, Bill. That's, right. that's true. That's true. Uh, let's see here. Tim, why don't you go next? What's on your bench? Uh, I have been making or uh, working on some guitar projects I had started a while back. I just now have some jobs coming in that I have to start. Uh, like the check just came in the mail today, and I'm like, oh, I'm not done yet with my guitars, you know, but. Uh, but um, so I had these guitars, you know, I'm gearing up to make more guitars, uh, you know, of, obviously of all reclaimed and upcycled materials. And and uh, I'm starting to put the CNC to work in this. And uh, it's been really, really exciting because uh, even though I, I'm just I'm using the small CNC, I'm finding I can do all these things just of like layout because there's a lot of precision that's involved in guitar making. And when you're working with reclaimed wood and you're like a big buffoon like me, like precision becomes tricky. You know, and the uh, the CNC is is like awesome. So I've been making these files, and I'm just I've, I'm like excited and reinvigorated about this idea of sort of turning my business back into because I got started in woodworking to make making guitars in the first place. So I'm like excited to kind of go back in that direction. And right now, the mm. stuff I'm making is sort of like I'm piecing together some stuff I started before, but I'm also prepping to make some from scratch. And I'm figuring out what I want to do by machine and what I want to do by hand for the quality for the, the speed and the accuracy and w- when the handmade part's more important, you know, like obviously the things about guitars feel. And so I don't want to make machine-made guitars because then they're not going to feel handmade. Part of what I'm approaching is I don't want to make replicas of other guitars that are out there. I have my own scale and my own measurements and, and uh, my own feel to them, you know, as well as the materials. So I'm like really like I've been excited, like really excited, like honing in on this uh, and I have nothing to show for it yet, but I will. <laughs> well, I think part of the beauty about, like you said, there there are some precision pieces that need to go into guitar making. But at the same time, you can make guitars out of just about anything. I think uh, Keith Decent just did a license plate guitar, like a three-string uh, well, yeah, something that's like a- that. That's a lot of guys do that, like cigar box guitars, and like I made the ukuleles, right, right, right. and that's 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 fun. What I'm talking about is a little bit different, though. Is I want to make like actual like six string guitars with frets that you can plug in and make money with uh like professional grade you know instruments not like the three string four string things like those are fun too and and that's a it's actually like a great way to get into instrument making um but i you know i'm going like i have guitars the one i'm finishing up right now i i hand cut all the frets in you're measuring down to the thousands i did it all by hand because i didn't have a cnc now with a cnc though you can just create the code drop it in the machine you know and then you're going to have that you're just like saving hours of labor that way, but then I can spend that those hours instead on making it feel right and look right in the the prep work and the materials. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm st- a serious question. So, are if you're able, like your CNC is small, but could you take like the neck of the guitar and put it in there, do some of the frets, reprogram it, scoot it down a little bit, make more of the fret slots, scoot it down, make more of the fret slots? Yes, it's called tiling. And uh, oh, I, I oh, okay. actually I wanted to point this out. Um, I am using the software that came with the, the well the, the CNC machine I have is a Piranha by Rockler. Rockler gave it to me, um, 
and I've been making videos with it in exchange. And this Piranha comes with this software that's called uh, VCarve Desktop, and it's by Vectric. Uh, so it's part of, when you look at the price tag on the Piranha in comparison to, say, the uh, Inventables machines, which also comes with software, but this, this VCarve software is a, is a step above. Um, so that's part, part of the package. It's expensive stuff, um, and it's fantastic stuff. But it has some limitations to size. Uh, in the desktop version. So the limitation, you can't make files that are larger than 25 inches. And even though my bed isn't that long, I can make a file that's up to 25 inches and I can cut, you know, that and then I can slide it down and it tiles like you can imagine, like how you would overlap something to tile it. Obviously, there's, there's some some stuff to deal with with that. But I contacted them and I showed them what I've been doing and uh, and I asked them if they could upgrade me to the pro version and they said yes for a year. They said they give it to me free for a year and then we'd re, you know, to use in videos and then we would renegotiate or discuss after that, which I'm so, super so excited superstar about. Superstar is accurate then. But- well, uh, I don't, I don't know how to put this. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been upcycled uh, into a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, but it, <laughs> I just, I just downloaded I, you know, it today and I don't really even know how it's different than desktop yet. I just got it, but I'm excited that I did and I'm, and I'm looking forward to seeing what it can do. Yeah, I, I, I like Tim. I, I like Tim before he was famous. I know. <laughs> I know. So millennial. <laughs> Wait, TV, sen- yeah. TV sensation. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Now that he's famous, he's just kind of like it's not cool to know Tim. Before it was cool because he was Tim, but now it's not. It's cool. Yeah, now it's not. So, cool Phil, to know what him. what have you been up to, Phil? Uh, on your, what's on your bench? Oh, apart from fulfilling Tim's green room requirements. <laughs> <laughs> He only likes red M&M's. There's a reason for that. It's safety. <laughs> he, he likes his milk chilled to exactly 18.5 degrees Fahrenheit. You got the rice milk, right? That's it. I don't do soy milk anymore. I, I just, all right. You, you I do don't blame you. Want. Soys are hard to catch, and they're just, they don't taste very good. I, I'll just insert a sound of crickets there. So yeah. But <laughs> I'll bump. Phil, what have you, you been working on, man? Um, well, we, we didn't really talk about it, but I was working on our priority box challenge. So I yes. did that and, and did my video and I think we've all uploaded our videos, but set them to unlisted or private or whatever it is. So those are ready to launch. We said this, the podcast coming out on Wednesday, we're going to launch our videos on Friday, all three of ours. What, t- what time I, uh, on Friday? Well, let's only go by Eastern standard time. Cause that's the only time zone that matters. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, More crickets. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever More you want. Crickets. Just, just, just do it on Friday. Yeah, Friday. Fine. Friday. You know, we have three listeners on the West Coast. You guys need to. Just I got to tell you, we have a way more than three. Like I noticed that when it becomes like rush hour time for the West Coast, which I guess is noon on the East Coast, all of a sudden our listens go way up on the release day. So that's right. So you show some respect, pal. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Did I sound butch? I sounded butch. Huh? That was butch. That was <laughs> yeah. totally butch. Yeah, kind of okay. sound a bit of a galoot there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanted to mention that the best iTunes review, we usually we do the iTunes review thing at the end. Please, it helps us go ahead and, and leave reviews. But we had the best one Phil just shared with us today. Um, I don't know who you are, but I, we loved that review where you, you talked about imagining my shop like Doc Brown's from Back to the Future. And I, I just wanted to invite you that you can actually go to my YouTube channel and watch videos, but I'm not sure if that would like help or hurt your mental image. Because I was laughing, like, yeah, I kind of, then I was like, oh, maybe actually yours is better, like, in your head, so maybe you shouldn't watch and see what my shop looks like. I don't know, but I just thought that was I, really I, cool. I I thought it was the best review as well, because it went, it was like, so Phil, on and on, praise, compliment, on and on and on, and Tim, amazing, on and on, praise, compliment, on and on, and Bill, you big old galoot, I just want to <laughs> hug you. <laughs> I'm like, that's right, that's right, I am the hugmeister. You, you did it, nailed it. Yeah. Um, okay. So I did that. Um, put up the video tomorrow. I'm actually staying um, at work late to build a miter saw station. They're what? paying me oh, to wow. do that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we're building out some local manufacturing, which is cool. We're going to be doing some um, some local canvas stretching, and then we'll be able to do like these 30 day programs if anyone's interested in the art how, business. How much but, um, How much space are you going to have to build this? Basically, as much as I want. It's a huge. So don't you think that our uh, superstar guest host here who has yeah, the I'm... most amazing miter station on the planet might give you some tips? Yeah, I, I'm not going to build that. That's I've got three hours to build this thing. 
Oh, you can oh, get that man. done in three hours. That's yeah. what, it was uh, only like seven drive drawers. up and show them how it's done. Just yeah. drive up there, do it for them real quick. Have I mean, I, I I did it in two, but you got a couple years on me, so I don't know if you can, <laughs> if you can do that. Well, I guess I've slowed down some. <laughs> Look at this guy. Razor yes. sharp. All right. He's ready to go. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, so oh, Priority Box Challenge. Our, we're all going to release our videos Friday. Um, mine's okay. Bill's is really good. Phil's is amazing. So I just wanted to say that. I'll, I'll say that. Um, well, you guys obviously can be your own judges, but. I appreciate you saying that. But for listeners who don't know what the heck we're talking about, what is the Priority Box Challenge again? So basically, we all decided to, in a triangular sort of three-way gift-giving <laughs> exercise why does it always have to be awkward why can't you just say something that's not I know. awkward why does it have to be a three-way <laughs> well, could be a four-way like, <laughs> as he says could. with a very deep voice yeah. well, jingles his kind of like a little very wide action going on there could don't forget about me guys <laughs> you get the reference to the keys right no, I but not. I thought I had keys sitting right here. So, so it's like a key party. And never mind. Okay. Tell, anyway, tell so what thing. we did was is is I gave Tim a box of surprise goodies, and Tim gave Phil a box of surprise goodies, and Phil gave me a box of surprise goodies, and we didn't know what was going to be in them. We used those items to make something to upcycle into something, and uh, I, uh, Tim is right. His and I's were pretty cool, and Phil just blew us out of the water. It's a super cool project. I'm excited for everybody to get to see what you did, and then um, that should co- like overshadow us enough to where they don't laugh too hard at ours. Ears are pretty awesome. Nice try, though. But um, okay, so that's what that was. Yeah, I think I covered everything I did. Like I, think I said, I it was a three-way between you know my podcast. <laughs> All right, so the topic and <laughs> our guest. Yes. If we can move on. Yes, Phil, you want to introduce it? Well, it, the topic is called "Worth the Effort," and I say it with an upward inflection because there's a question mark at the end of it. So basically, talking about reclaimed. And is it worth the effort? And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the sort of the generational difference between the four of us and the perception, right or wrong, of those generations as far as work ethic. I think that was what we were talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. And definitely, you know, obviously, because, you know, Paul is, uh, I don't think you, I don't know if you consider yourself an upcyclist or not, but the the more, you seem to be doing that more and more of working with reclaimed materials. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're up to and the effort that you put into it? Yeah, sure. I'd, uh, I think I definitely consider myself, a an upcyclist, at least for the most part. And, um, it's, uh, it's, it's cause a, a lot of the reasons that you guys have talked about, I'm a big environmentalist and, um, it's, I think it's a good business decision too, because it creates, uh, very unique pieces that have a story behind them, like, like we were talking about earlier. And, um, also the materials oftentimes are free or very cheap. Um, so instead of you investing money, in a product, you invest your time and you get paid back for that time uh, when you get paid for whatever the commission piece is. I want to talk about that point after you're done. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 as much as I can, I'm, I'm always looking in the dumpsters and uh, on Craigslist and uh, keeping an eye out for things that I can use. And um, a lot of my projects are actually determined based on materials that I have on hand. Um, I made, uh, some glass, uh, upcycled glass lamps, uh, a couple weeks ago, I posted a video and, um, kind of similar to what Bill did with the sea glass. Um, but it's, uh, glass blowing, uh, scrap glass from a glass blowing studio that's next door to me. And they normally throw it away in the dumpster. Um, cause it's like their colored, uh, their colored glass that I, I don't know the whole story behind it, but, um, they can't remelt it cause it has the colors in it. Um, so I, I found that in the dumpster and I pulled it out and I'd had that sitting in some five gallon buckets for a while, just trying to think what I can do with it. Um, Tim gave me a few ideas and decided to turn them into those, the concrete and, and glass lamps. Um, so it's, it's a lot of things like that. And the, the bathroom, the weaved bathroom hamper, I had that, it's a PVC shipping material. And yeah. I was trying to think of some cool thing to do with it to make it kind of three dimensional. Cause it's just like an eighth of an inch thick flat sheet. Um, so I weaved it into some panels and, and made it into uh, a storage unit and a litter box thing for our cats. That's really I, cool. I, I hear the cat chiming in in the background right now, actually. <laughs> I think he hears me talking about him. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like cat fur. My ears are burning. Uh, I poop in there. Yeah. <laughs> for me not to being, poop on. Not, not me, the cat. The right. cat. Being oh, the yeah. owner of three cats, um, just... 
I can tell you right now, it does not go over well if you try and upcycle the cats. The wife is not having it. That was oh. not on my list, actually. No, yeah. Into yeah. crickets. Keep, yeah. Keep, yeah. Keep, <laughs> a lot of crickets this week. Yeah. Don't, ups- don't, don't, don't upcycle. <laughs> or anything that the cats leave. No byproducts. It's good, good all-around advice there, yeah. Probably good. What I wanted to say was maybe to play a little bit of devil's advocate with regard to sort of the difference between time and money. I think we've talked about it before where I've made the point and said that, was that good, fast, cheap? Yeah. yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> No, Tim was showing up the triangle, which is the like the, the business one on one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd say I thought he was referencing the three way. It's not what Tim was doing. It, I'm feeling uh, good, fast, out. cheap. That's what. Uh, no. Which who are we? I'm good. You're fast. He's cheap. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, no, but if we the, tr- the truth is is like yes, maybe so. When you're sort of first starting out, that t- you have more time than you necessarily can sell. But once you develop your business to a point where you're so busy that time is your ultimate commodity and you, you the only way to make more money is if you had more time, you got to think that soon you're going to have to either stop working with Reclaimed as much because it takes too much time to reclaim or you got to hire someone to do your reclaim for you or you have to buy reclaimed material because some way, somehow, your time is the thing that's holding you no, back from making no, more money. No, no, Mr. Mr. Yeah, Rockefeller. No, no. Mr. Rockefeller, if you're char- Are you, you a millennial, you, Phil? Are you a you, millennial? I think you're giving up too easy. You charge more per hour to just make the money that you want to make. If you have so much work, if you if you want to work 40 hours and you have a set rate that affords you to live off of what you make for 40 hours and you have 40 hours of work, you don't take any more work. It puts you in demand. You take you pick and choose the work you want. You work the hours you want and you make the money you want. You don't have to start and, going to the, the box store and buying stuff. I want to let Phil... Well, I was going to say, then, you've capped the amount of money you can make because you're charging no, you your did. max... Well, no, let me no, finish no, talking. I mean... you've, fit, you've capped your hourly rate and you're working 40 hours. Now you can't make any more money than that. You can up your hourly that's, rate. That's not true. You, you can up the rate that you charge for. And also, as you get... That's not like any Like any... Like any job that you do, Phil, when yes. you first start out, you're not as good or efficient at it. As you... Just when mm-hmm. you are somebody who uses reclaimed materials, you're going to get faster. I think a part of what we're talking about is, is it worth it? Is the hard work that goes into reclaimed material? Because you can go buy a two by four that has no nails in it and it's perfectly straight or some old barn wood that you got to spend a lot of time and effort in making sure it's clean, the milling, everything you got to do with it. But as you get more proficient at it, that time that it took you to make that coffee table two years ago you can now build you know in half that time or a quarter of the time absolutely time and experience are all you know everything grows exponentially or however you would say that smartly Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think that was actually pretty smartly i mean uh i mean that's pretty bigly good but um i was gonna say (laughs) i mean (laughs) wrong (laughs) anyways uh i don't i shouldn't have done that um (laughs) I mean, obviously, I'm playing devil's advocate because I am yeah. a reclaimer, and I do obviously subscribe to this this magazine, or I'm a member of this church. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you could build a Rubo bench in like three months now. Now, I, yeah, I bet you easily. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, at this point, if I had to do it again, it would not be with reclaimed. So, <laughs> well, you know what? But Definitely to, but not. I want to. That's a great segue back to our guest here, Paul, who recently made some workbenches in a very similar style to the Rubo Wars. Um, basically, the the uh, you know my bench isn't a proper workbench; it's made from bathroom wall dividers and MDF. You know, but, Paul used popsicle but, sticks, I think, wasn't it? Like yeah, a, but, ten thousand popsicles glued sticks? together, forty million like. toothpicks. Paul took pallets. You know, one of the great staples of reclaiming and upcycling. Uh, he and he made them into a butcher block tabletop two of them actually right yeah now was it worth the work or should you just do what phil's going to do and run down to the store and buy a bench that's already <laughs> <laughs> hey, how's that did you see the exhaust underneath <laughs> while you were under that bus phil i got a little singed actually from the muffler that time from under the bus yeah <laughs> i'm sorry it, it was 100 percent out of pallets and it, and it didn't take me a few months it was, it was like a week <laughs> Oh, the bus is towing a trailer. Oh, I see how. Uh, I see what's what. Right. Am, I, am I doing this right, Tim? Yeah, yeah no, listen. Was, uh, I just bumped my head out. on the U joint. That's fine. 
<laughs> no, but but seriously though, like yeah. that, I mean, that is what we're talking about. Is about like to not just go to the store. And I know, I know, Phil, that you obviously are uh, drinking of the same fruit punch as us. But uh, Paul, you know, that is a great example. Was now the how many hours do you know how many hours you had into your 100 pallet workbench? I'm guessing it was roughly 40 hours, roughly a week or so. Yeah. That wow. And, yeah. Yeah. That's a and lot of I, hours. Yeah. I've had a lot, a lot of, a lot of comments saying the same thing. Like, why didn't you just go and buy wood from the store? Like, that seems like a lot of work. And I think they kind of, they were missing the point on that. But, well, uh, t- tell us your point. Yeah. What yeah, would you so, say is the point? So I took, I think it was 22 pallets loaded into my trailer and uh, brought them to my shop, tore them apart. <laughs> the one that just hit Phil? <laughs> <laughs> in, in that trailer. And, um, yeah, tore them apart, glued it together, made a tabletop, and and formed the frame, and and uh, built them up. And um, now there's it's it's a good fixture in my videos because um, it looks very unique mm-hmm. and it creates a, a cool visual in the in the videos. And um, I had a uh, an open house um, art show kind of thing the first weekend of of December at at my studio. There's a bunch of art studios, and uh, we all open up for the weekend. And I say every everybody pretty much that came in, I was explaining really quick what the workbenches are and everyone's eyes just got really really big when i explained um the the story behind where the material came from and how they came to be what they are um and that sticks out in a lot of people's minds and i've gotten a couple emails from people that remind remembered me from the show and because of the story behind the workbenches wanted me to do work for them uh, because what i was able to do with um material that's usually considered less than optimal um, especially when you don't leave it like a kind of a, a Pinterest, uh, pallet wood type of project, mm-hmm. if you can kind of imagine that, um, which is fine when you're a beginner, but I kind of like to go to the next level and, and c- tried to make the pallet wood into something that you don't realize was pallet wood. You just so succeeded. Let, let me, let me then play devil's advocate a little further. So what <laughs> you've done is, is you, you, you're an artist in that regard and you've created statement pieces. And it, there's a benefit for sort of getting your name out there when someone sees the work. And again, on YouTube, obviously, there was value for you in creating the content and for it becoming a fixture in your shop for the next series of videos where people will refer back to it. So and how many how many views has that had? Because it was high last time I saw it. I think it's almost 200,000 views right now. There's a value so, to that financially. So there's a value to that, right. Yeah. So yeah. however, if you are not a YouTube creator and you are a weekend hobbyist and you don't necessarily need to make statements, really what you have lacking the most in your life is the time to be in the shop. Do you want to take 40 hours to make a workbench that could take an hour and a half? And I'd I like to Phil. take a second. I just want to back the bus up off of Phil because <laughs> he's playing devil's advocate. And But we're also talking about a guy that works a full-time job that he travels a lot. He's got two young kids and one coming. And he also makes sure his family's taken care of. And then I think he sleeps maybe two hours a night because he's in the shop from late at night until early in the morning every night because he's a reclaimer and a recyclist and an upcycler. So mm-hmm. as far as having to work hard and is it worth it, I think you might have found some value in that. I have, yes. But to be honest with you, I'm because I'm selling the stuff on Etsy and I'm selling it as reclaimed. So there's a value in that. And yeah, I do. I spend the time to do that. But like and I you, said... And you're, and you're really young too. So that's... <laughs> but I don't think I'm a millennial. <laughs> I think I'm on the tail end of Gen X. Uh, yeah, no like a hundred, a hundred old. A, <laughs> what's that? A, a hundred optional, a, uh, a decade old. No, what yeah, centennial. It? Uh, I think it is. Yeah. Ion. Centennial is totally different. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean the guy who's not, or the girl who's not selling on Etsy, who has no purpose to give the piece a story, but rather someone who just wants to spend time in the shop, making cool stuff, that kind of thing. Well, then, then I would say to reverse that argument, I would say then they've got all the time in the world, so it doesn't matter. But they well, don't. They get spend. to spend an hour or two in the shop yeah. a week. Is, and they, and they, they want to make something for 40 their, hours. They want to make something no for their wife and kid, not for themselves, though. But they want to get right. get to making gifts for their friends or making the wife's cupboard. or They don't want to spend all their time. If, if they spend 40 hours making the shop so they can go spend 50 hours making the furniture that they, they want to make for their wife, that just is not going to happen. That's they not need worth to, it. They need to throw something I together. I have a honey-do list that is longer than, like, this bus you guys have me under. So 
I don't have, I don't have, I don't have time for 40 hour shop fixtures. Yeah, no, I mean? absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I found myself as a, as a person and, you know, and Paul does this now for a living too. Congratulations, Paul, on, uh, on quitting your day job and, uh, and doing Thank this you. for Amen. a Amen. You, go. you know, but, uh, I do this for a living. So I have to make those decisions sometimes too with, um, you know, well, like one of them was I wanted to, I wanted carbide chisels for my lathe. And uh, uh, Pat Lapierre, your your friend Paul. I'm, I don't know if you ever met him. <laughs> but, I've heard the name. Yeah, he uh, he actually gave me. He had some spare carbide tips, and so I was going to make my own handles for them. And then Rockler had a sale where they had this three pack for like a hundred bucks of like the three different shapes that he had sent me the tips for. So I bought them because it was going to take me more than you know, figure fifty bucks an hour, two hours. It's going to take me more than two hours to make these Time. handles. So that was as a, I made the business decision, and then I was like, I'm going to buy these. So that does happen sometimes, you know. It would still be fun to make them. Um, but now, like, you know, Paul, you made a conceptual art piece, really, in a lot of ways, and that is a, a business card in many ways, too. So, right. you know, there's, there's definitely uh, an ebb and flow to that, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, if you yeah. made a video about those handles that you made that were reclaimed, you know, then that would sort of be your calling card, is like, similar to what Paul did with the tables. Yes, yes. And you yeah. have to figure a business decision, as you said, if that's what I'm going to spend my time, which is my ultimate commodity, my, like, by ultimate, I mean the last. There's nothing left in your life that you can sell except for your time. Your product your is most something that's a secondary one. product. Right. Yeah. It's your most valuable commodity that you can, anyone can which, sell is their time. Which is what sent this freight train down these tracks the whole way, as I was saying. You know, what it is, that's, as upcyclists, that's what we're doing, is we're turning our time into money. Is the materials are second nature or secondary to that? They're they're that's you know like my my mantra when I started the business is making worthless things priceless because it's my time that makes them priceless. It's not the materials themselves. Obviously, the story that I call from them and whatnot has yeah. some has some effect on that too. But and that's because that's what I want to do is I want to change that mindset a little bit about it's not oh this look at this beautiful walnut or this beautiful you know ebony from here or there or the other thing. It's like well there's you know we can find a way to find that are here already without the footprint. You know, that's sure. a whole other topic, but, but, um, I'd like to hear Paul's take on sort of my, uh, controversial statement that he wasted his time making those tables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bus is backing up. Hang on. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> I, I think it, it is a valid argument for sure. Um, I, I don't know that I would have spent that much more time if I had bought two by fours or whatever and, uh, and used those. Um, to to build the benches, um, but it, it would have taken a little bit less time, sure. And for me, the value was in the story of the piece, um, whereas that might not be the case for other people. Um, so I, I do agree with that. I'm not exactly sure how to counter that, other than saying, um, I don't know. I, I I find myself doing something that might be a little bit more work. Um, because it creates a better, um, a more valuable piece, maybe to me or maybe to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And that might not be the case for everybody. But Yeah, you're making it really hard to argue with you here. Well, <laughs> well we can turn that around. And, and in the case of Casey's Salon, where I had the time, but what we didn't have was the money. And that's yeah. where upcycling came in. You know, I had mm. I had months and months and months of planning and to go find the materials and to break them down into useful pieces. I mean, I did have to buy some from the stores but i mean well over 60 percent of her salon is completely from reclaimed and upcycled and found stuff and so i had the time but we didn't have the money it was it was a budgetary thing for opening up a business that we were concerned with and uh, so sometimes so, it plays a different role so that speaks to exactly the point that i said so i said at the beginning of sort of your mm. enterprise whatever it may be whether it's youtube or a or a brick and mortar store whatever it is what you have in abundance is time and you don't have money whereas later on mm. once you're much more established you know the thing that you're lacking is the time and not necessarily the money to buy material so i, I guess it is where you place the value yeah. of what it is that you make and and for yeah. paul well, and for tim according, it's, it's, it's according to you guys that you know now that i'm going to be 50 i i don't have a lot of time left so yeah that's true that's true you yeah. should really pick and choose your battles there buddy <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on with the bus, off with the bus. It's like a bus station here. <laughs> uh, well, you know what I what I like about 
Paul's work, and, and this is sort of where this whole topic came from, too, is like that, the, the stereotype millennial and how Paul sort of just blows that out of the water and just proves that stereotypes are just, you know, nothing really. But because um, Paul does go that extra mile and he puts that extra work into things. And I love uh, following your Instagram feed and just seeing the piles of sawdust from the repetitive work that you do, because it seems like every piece of wood you get, you flip on its side before you do anything with it. So you just <laughs> just to make sure it's hard, you know, but. You know, so Paul is showing that, and what I, what I, you know, this is speaking from the, the artist, the video making artist more so than the furniture side of it or the making a living by making stuff is that he's showing other people, future makers, because everybody, everybody millennial and younger that's going to start making stuff from now on, including our generation, but, but everybody new coming up, they're going to watch these videos. This is where they're going to learn to work and this is where they're going to get inspired to work. And by seeing, and that's what I try to do, but it's, you know, especially Paul, I seeing him take 22 palace and turn it into a work of functional art. Uh, it, it will inspire people to think that way and move that direction. So that's why I appreciate him showing millennials and younger that yeah you know what put the work into it drop the ikea gift card and go make something mm-hmm. well and that's what we turn it around so we're going from time and money but the real the real importance of why it's worth it is the impact it has in the environmental aspect of it in the future generations yeah right yeah. right and that that's well, kind I, of by des- by design too the the style of my videos it's kind of fast-paced and um really upbeat and it, I have a, a younger demographic than most of the people that I've, I've talked with. Um, oh, than us. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, there comes the bus again. <laughs> <laughs> so pe- people closer to my age, and if they see that type of stuff. He's not yeah. even trying to be mean right now. It's just, that's just the way it's coming out. <laughs> I, I don't have to try. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed your last You don't have to put any effort into anything. <laughs> You know well, what? I, the time. <laughs> no, I, I wanted to continue the bat, the the, uh, the back padding that we're giving Paul here because the truth is, is Absolutely. the stereotype the stereotype of millennials is not necessarily a lack of hard work, but more a la- uh, a sense of entitlement. Like, okay, I'm here. Where are my riches? But that's really mm-hmm. not the case with Paul at all. Like, there's very very little talk. There's just much more action. And there isn't this sense of entitlement. You know, the guy, and I mean, you're sitting right here, I'm talking about you third person, but the truth is, Paul, you you, you work your butt off um, and you don't ask for accolades. You don't ask for anything. The proof is in the pudding in all of your videos and you, everyone can see the, the uh, you know, the development uh, of your work from, you know, beginning to end. And like, I think the three of us have all watched your stuff right from the beginning and it's apparent how much your skill set has grown and still how little you've sort of spoken. It's just all in, in the work that you've done. And it's an, in, an incredible body of work that you have out there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I, I would have said that, but yeah. yeah you're, no, you're, you're he's welcome. all right. He's all right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. If you, if you don't know, you know, Paul Jackman's work on YouTube and Instagram and whatnot, you are missing out that it, it is a, a treat. It, so, but that's enough of this going to go to his head. So binge worthy. Let's, yeah. let's start binge talking about worthy him Jackman. Now. <laughs> hey, do you remember when I when I when I pronounced your last name wrong though? When I made that Christmas poem? No. Is that Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> you probably never get that. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, well. That was the first time. Uh, and no one yeah. ever talks about your brother uh, Hugh, I'm sure as well. <laughs> <laughs> I I do as often as I can. That's my uh, less attractive brother. Yeah. Right. <laughs> much uh, much older brother, too. <laughs> he is. He, actually, he is. Yeah, I can't wait for that movie. It looks amazing. So, should we do a little wrap up here about uh, putting the effort in, and uh, you know whether it's in the work or in the in the extra work for the materials? Who wants to give us a, their well, final? Paul, Paul, why don't why don't you do that since you're yeah. the guest? Why don't you tell us why we, we asked the question: Is it worth it in regards to upcycling and reclaim? Is what our podcast is about. Is it worth it? What sure. would you say? So, I'm going to get a little philosophical here. And philosophical. Um, anyway, Ooh. Um, <laughs> another new so, one. <laughs> so people people like to think a lot uh, black and white. I've noticed a lot. You know, people are either on the left or they're on the right, or or anything like that. And I think the vast majority of the time, it's usually somewhere in the middle. There's a gray area, and and that's usually where the answer is. So uh, me and and Tim are kind of on the extreme, like taking pallets and, and making them into something crazy or, or pulling uh, glass from the dumpster or something like Wrong. that. 
Tim's just anyway. kidding. Um, anyway. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and yeah, and and the other extreme is going to um, IKEA and and buying a piece of particle board particle board uh, furniture. And there, I think there's a happy medium in there that most people um, can settle on and and maybe do something like uh, Ben Ayuda does at Homemade Modern. He makes stuff from two by fours, and you still have to buy the material, but it's going to last a lot longer, and you made it yourself. Um, so some, something like that that really is more, more eco friendly material, right? Right, and it's more accessible. It's local. It, you're getting pine from Canada or or somewhere uh, nearby versus the or uh, somewhere he says. All right, somewhere. Yeah, up up in the white north there, that's where right. nobody lives. Well, hey, we just got Wi-Fi this year in our igloos, so that's <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> it's, really, it's been great. That's that was where you very cut well out said. the tauntauns to stay warm, right? That oh, this God. guy, look at these Hot. topic these topical references. Yeah, <laughs> was that a Star Trek or something? That's before my time. <laughs> <laughs> I love the deadpan. Very yeah. cool. <laughs> so yeah, so you're talking about the spectrum. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think everybody can fit somewhere in the middle. Because I, when I went to college, I I saw a lot of just thrown away stuff. I don't know if it's because it was a bunch of young people or if it's just because there was a lot of people there, and I saw um, the the majority of it was just um, stuff that people bought for a few years to get rid of. Hmm. Uh, whereas I was building stuff to keep for my future apartments to move with me. Um, so I, th- I think there should be more of that and less um, disposable uh, types of things. Mm, absolutely. Well, I, I think there is a whole lot more of that than there was even a while ago. And it's certainly more mm. um, seen now because of people like you, Paul, and Tim, and Phil. Um, and Ben. It's, 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 it's out, yeah. Ben. I mean, yeah, it's just this maker movement is – there's a lot of reclaiming and upcycling going on. So that's, that's awesome in and of itself. You know, I, I I definitely started my channel with that intention as that because I am, you know, like I always say, I'm looking for the 13th note or whatever. So I'm always trying to do these fantastical and just ridiculous things with materials and just push them to their extreme limit in ways that are impractical and don't necessarily speak to a lot of people, too. Paul has found a way to do that in a, a little bit more practical way and in a way that speaks to more a broader audience. And uh, it's super exciting for me to sort of see that, like, grow, you know. Um, and I, I, I thank Paul for that I, in a lot of ways. Cause I feel like he's, he's taking my work to like, or, you know, not my work, but you know, his own work, obviously, but my philosophies and his, you know, he's doing the same thing in this, uh, like so, be- so better pa- way. Paul, yeah. Paul <laughs> makes sense and you're a weirdo. Yeah. So Paul, Paul's <laughs> like better me. <laughs> <laughs> that somehow was very modest, but also incredibly smug. So well done. Well, yes. <laughs> It, it was. You're, you're right. No, he's, but. he's kind of like me, except sway two point. Not as much me. <laughs> no, he. But seriously, I, I say that because Paul and I have known each other for a little while too, and I do feel like that he is. He's. I mean, I. I. I get what you're saying, and it's funny. You can back the bus up this way too, but. but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to suck some exhaust today. So, but uh, I. I think that Paul is is doing what I set out to do, but better. Is what I'm like, and and I like. It's just great to see. I'm I'm watching the the growth of his work as well as the growth of his channel and his message, and it's exciting to me. We know what you yeah. meant, but thank you for sequestering that carbon. Amen. <laughs> Whatever I can do. <laughs> That's great. So so in in summary, I'm I'm Sway 2.0, the the 2017, the shiny model, the new one, <laughs> Uber Sway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uber sway. That's pretty sweet. No scratches on the paint yet. <laughs> well, you just buff it right out. It's fine. <laughs> It'll buff out. Yeah. Okay, great. So we're all we all agree for the most part. We're going to continue reclaiming. That's a thing. Yes, uh, it's worth it. It is absolutely worth it. It's worth it. Agree to disagree. So it's coming back to that. I'm going to Home Depot after this recording. Yeah. Um. Okay, great. So what are we watching then? What? Uh, who's who's watching stuff? Why don't you go first, Paul? Sure. I uh, I would like to uh, do a, a quick shout-out uh, to KC Lutz, if she could smack Bill right now. <laughs> yes! Yes, he's not kidding. Oh. KC, double smack. <laughs> oh, we you almost missed that. Funny. Thank you. She does. She does hit me you, when you say that. <laughs> That's you, why you almost, funny. You almost got out safe, Bill. You're lucky I had you here. Oh, man. Okay, and, well, and anyway... Continue on because who you're about to talk about, I I have hugged at least a dozen times. 
I'm not sure I've even hugged him. Look You're a lucky guy. Created his shout out. Go ahead. So yeah, my go my ahead. shout out, my shout out is to John Graziano. It, he goes by the name Graz Makes, which is G R A Z. Uh, I'm sure Phil will link that for you. And he has taken over a shop that will probably look very familiar to you. And uh, he just started a YouTube channel. I've been pressuring him. He does a lot of video production for his full-time job. And I think his videos are going to be awesome. So uh, he just started his channel, and he has four subscribers who are sitting here today on the podcast. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's awesome. And yeah. and I'm hoping that we can give him an awesome kickstart and and start off his channel. He's he's an awesome guy and he's really funny, and uh, I think I think you're all gonna like his videos. Yeah, we oh, got man, a chance if they're to half meet him. as good. Yeah, if they're half as good as the trailer he he did, uh, I'm excited for what's to come. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a funny guy. He'll he'll do awesome stuff. I'm sure. Yeah, we all got to meet him in Boston at the at the Blackmore Pub, and actually that's where I got to meet you, Paul. So I think yeah. you're like the first guest oh, that yeah. we've had that I've met in real life, which is weirdly weird. Yeah. You know, like it's and weird for, that for it's those weird, who don't know, you know? Um, Paul Paul Jackman in real life is a giant as he seems like because the shop you were in it looked like you were really big because you know there was low ceilings. <laughs> yeah, but Paul's actually like six foot nine, so he's a big. Yeah, guy. so so John is in my old shop. That's why it will look familiar. But the reason I mentioned that is because he's much shorter than me, and he is built for that shop, whereas I was not. So he's he looks much more at home in the, in that place than I did. Yeah, my yeah, my John neck used to get sore to watching his... <laughs> watching Paul. John will be videos. able to stand on a step stool inside that shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah I'm not sure I appreciate these height related jokes. <laughs> <laughs> not cool, guys. Not cool. Nobody nobody knows Phil. It's an audio podcast. They, they've they've seen me on video. <laughs> <laughs> they know what's what. Bill, why don't you tell us what you're watching? Well, I am watching because I'm getting into this whole pen thing on the lathe with Casey, and we have an interest in resonating. Oh, that was kind of cool. I said resonating, but like um, resin type. Anyway, okay, so <laughs> you need to check out NV Woodworks. I got a chance to meet uh, Zach Higgins at last year's Maker Fair in California, and he's super cool, and he's got a channel, and he does a lot of super interesting things that he makes pen blanks out of he does he's also he makes props he's done some cool projects but he's done everything for pen blanks that like coffee beans and a pine cone and he's put dog food in a pen blank and foam and seashells and like a a loofah he made a pen blank out of a loofah come on that's 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 cool cool. that's That's cool. cool so Check out Zach Higgins. He's got an up-and-coming channel and super nice guy. And he, he does the whole, um, uh, what do you call it, when you impregnate the wood in a steam pot thing? Um, the vacuum thing? Yeah. it's um, 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 There's a name for it, though. Come on. you, I, Paul, you should know this. You're young Stabilizing? And there you go. Stabilizing. Yeah. Stabilizing the wood. So his channel is uh, more than that, but a lot of interesting stuff that I'm getting into now. So I'm really taking a second look at Zach's channel. I've been subscribed to him for quite a while, but I'm really going to pay close attention to it because I'm getting into it. So it's, as long as it's good for me, then I'll I'll watch. You should um, you should mention also, and since I'm saying you, I'll just do it. Zach actually sells acrylic pen blanks, like really really cool ones. On he's got an online beyond shop. cool, yeah, yes, where beyond he does cool. like. Um, like team colors and all kinds of really, really cool stuff. So check that out. So you can check out Zach's channel, buy pen blanks from Zach, send them to me, and then I can make pens for me. And sell them for a profit. (laughs) And sell them for a profit. (laughs) I'm liking the way this is going. Okay, who's next? I don't care. Go ahead. Tim's next. Uh, Okay, I I wanted to mention real quick that uh, this Saturday – the 14th there's a woodworking show in springfield massachusetts um and some of some of the i uh, believe izzy swan will be there as well as uh, many other east coast uh, makers and uh paul you're planning on going on saturday correct yep yeah yep, i'll be there on saturday i'm planning on i don't know how long i'll be able to go because i'm going to bring vance so but vance and i are planning on uh, on going up there so if you google springfield mass uh woodworking show you'll find the information i don't remember off the top of my head but there's going to be quite a few people there so it'll be it should be an interesting you guys, can you can you guys give uh izzy a big hug for me yeah yeah paul can do that i'll do that <laughs> and also also <laughs> uh, 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 check check out izzy's got some new thing going on that's all i'm going to say about it but go to thinkwoodworks.com and check out what izzy's got going on it's kind of exciting just i'll, ta- I'll talk about out. that cuz i joined up so oh you did i did too yeah. neener 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 anyways that's 
Super. Can you, Tim, finish your segment, please? Okay, I'll finish my segment. My, uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to mention Jay Makes. Uh, he made a sculptural carving uh, for a school project. He said, I don't know how, how old he is. He's, he's probably a millennial. <laughs> Definitely younger than me, but he's a, a young man. Oh, but he just no. he made this really cool uh, carving with very minimal tools, like with like a jigsaw. You usually think about like carving a picture in like bandsaw works. So he did it with like a jigsaw and like a drill press, and uh, and it just it was really good. Just one of these examples of of uh you know again, there's a stereotype of young people sitting around expecting stuff to be handed to them, and this is a a great like this this kid just busted his butt and made this really cool little sculpture. Um, you know, like this artistic thing uh, out of what looked to me like reclaim wood. So, uh, Jay makes. Yeah. Very cool. So mine this week, um, is this guy who is incredibly talented. His name is young G. So I, I'm guessing it's an Asian name because he's probably not like a rapper, but, uh, I don't know. I'll let let you be the judge of that. But, uh, he, he makes in this video that I watch, but he's got a whole bunch of really, really cool videos. He did an infill plane, and it was like a steel steel sole, but still wooden sides. But what a gorgeous plane the guy did. And some of the comments are insane. Like, why don't you just do it all wood? Because it would glide better. And you're missing the point. It was just an amazing, amazing end result. And the videos were really cool. And obviously, the guy is super, super talented. So I recommend it. I'm going to binge on a lot of these videos. I haven't seen them all. I just saw this one, and I was like, this is the guy I got to recommend this week because he's fantastic. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was Izzy's thing that Bill uh, mentioned and is also a founding member of. It's called uh, the Toolmasters Association. So Izzy launched this thing where he basically uh, gets a bunch of tool companies together, and if you join for like a ridiculously low amount per month or you could pay by the year for even less money, uh, you get access to all of these like deals that basically pay for the membership if you use them like one time or it's kind of silly that way, but do it. I mean, you're just going to save money. And if you join up, uh, by the end of this month, you will be considered a founding member, which is a big deal. I'm being told. Yes. It's, it's like, gr- oh, is, it, it, is it like Groupon, like for woodworking tools or, I mean, I'm not really sure. I don't cut- understand how. So, for example, I think one of the one of the members, and correct me if I'm wrong, Bill, but I think one of the tool companies is like Sawblade.com. Yes. So that means that as long as you're a member of this Toolmasters thing and you go in through their link, you get like ten or fifteen percent off of your order. So and there's it's there's not a group on it's anytime where, you want to buy it. Yeah, okay. and I mean, if you guys think about who we're talking about, this is Izzy Swan, who's one of the most amazing giving people in the community and he's always trying to help lift everybody up and he's talking about there's also i mean if you're just looking at it dollars and cents wise he's talking about like black friday prices throughout the year where some things will be 50 60 70 percent off yeah and he'll be able to funnel that through this uh tool masters association so oh, i'm yeah, so worth it just because i love him so yeah yeah i mean it just made sense if i was going to order one bandsaw blade it basically paid for Correct. You know what and I mean? There's a company that does the bandsaw blades, yeah. It was kind of silly. So I was like, hell yeah. And just you also go- get access to all of his paid plans as long as you're for a member. Free. Yeah, for free yep. as long as you're – yeah, so it was kind of no-brainer. That itself will pay for the membership. Yeah. Said anyway, like- check out thinkwoodworks.com. Sorry, Paul was trying about- to get a word in edgewise there. Go ahead. Yeah. He said something about classes too, which is what excited me. Um, oh, I didn't see I'm, that. I'm not, a, I'm not oh, sure yeah. exactly what those are going to be, but he, he mentioned that briefly. I have no class, so I didn't even pay attention. To that <laughs> I no one else is laughing. All right, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy typing in uh, Izzy's website, so I remember to go check this out. Oh, okay, all right. No, it's uh, obviously something I'm, you know, hyping because I believe in it. So yeah, there's that. Yeah, no, I'd seen it come up, but I hadn't had a chance to look into it yet. So okay, awesome. so awesome. Our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out MakerTechReviews.com. I'm still looking for more reviewers, so if you want to do that, then hit me up. Uh, Paul, you want to plug your stuff? Sure. Yeah, I'm at JackmanWorks.com, and you most uh, mostly on YouTube and uh, Instagram is where I, I post most of my stuff. And it's the same name throughout those platforms as well. Yep. Yep. Just search for Jackman Works, or just go to my website, and everything is linked out on there. Awesome. Awesome. Bill? As always, thank you. Justin Sparks, uh, WilliamLutz.com. T-Money? Yep, TimSway.net. Awesome. So uh, let me just 
talk real quick about uh, feedback. So we love hearing from you guys. So anytime that you want to hit us up on Twitter, uh, at Reclaimed Audio, and send us a question or a comment or a feedback or you know any kind of feedback, we, we love hearing from you. Um, or if you want to send us something a little bit more in-depth, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Uh, that is fantastic. And the last couple of things I want to cover are iTunes. Uh, Tim talked about it earlier, but it's a fantastic way to help us grow the channel and basically cost you nothing by channel. I mean podcast. I don't know why I said channel. And patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. Literally the best way to help us continue doing this podcast. Uh, we love each and every one of our Patreon supporters and we are looking to do more for you guys uh, throughout uh, 2017. So look out for that. We're going to be doing more for our, our Patreon supporters. I will make an official announcement once we've finalized what that is, but we're talking about things like stickers and t-shirts and that kind of thing. So uh, stay tuned. I thought, and- I thought we said that Paul was going to make them each a pallet wood workbench like his. We did say that. <laughs> That's, we I mean, we, I'm like, sorry, we don't make the rules, Paul, but you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're writing checks. This guy's butt's got a cash. So. <laughs> oh, look, right. look, look, his I'm- cheeks are matching his sweater. That's cute. Yeah. I'm not afraid of hard work. That's okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. So you we know, have uh, we but, have 35 Patreon supporters right now. So I I'm guess a patron. That's true. That's yeah, true. You I are. Think, and I thank think you for that. I think everybody else should be a patron too. Well, you've already made your table, so I guess we're square. Yeah. <laughs> There's only 34 to go. I guess. Yeah. 34 left. Hey, you're welcome for your table, pal. <laughs> I know. We, yeah, <laughs> we you, you owe this podcast that table. <laughs> All right, that's all I got. Anybody else? I uh, just say real quick that by definition, the stereotype of a millennial. I'm a millennial. <laughs> I don't I, think that didn't make sense, but <laughs> numbers well, don't I'm, matter. I'm, yeah. I'm sitting around. I'm sitting around waiting for people to hand me stuff, and you know, just <laughs> expecting everything. Isn't that the stereotype? It it is now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Whatever. Okay. You know what? Ha- have a great week, guys. <laughs> Thank Bye, you. everybody. Be good. Thanks, guys. See ya.